Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That ain't an east one, that's a McLaren That's what I told myself, that's how I got it I recognize the thoughts on my mind were directly connected to what's in my pockets It's in your head, money will come Soon as you feel like you already have it Napoleon Hill, Deepak and Paolo That's what I read and I made this shit happen What's going on everyone, Casey Adams here Welcome to the Rise of the Young Podcast Today it's episode 60 And I have a special guest here with me today Jason Ciano And we're going to be talking real estate Talking about his story, his upbringing, anything about just how he's built his empire. So first off, Jason, I want to say a thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. So every time I have someone on the podcast, I really just like to start it off by just letting people know, like, what are you currently up to? Before we kind of jump back to the backstory, like, what's your current day-to-day yeah 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 so first and foremost I think we have to let anybody listening understand that we're at a pool at uh, at the dream hotel in New York City Uh, so we apologize for any audio issues in advance but uh, first off I just want to thank Casey for having me on Uh, I appreciate you what you're doing it's amazing Uh, you're doing doing great things and and obviously we'll get to my story a little bit but you know looking at you and what you're doing at your age you know is just amazing to me because I was probably doing almost the exact opposite uh, at your age so uh, yeah today you know so I I own a a real estate business uh, called Sabre Real Estate we are a, a brokering consulting advisory firm that is based out of New York and New Jersey uh, we also have a national consulting business. We focus primarily on retail and investment sales. Uh, I am in the commercial real estate field for about 18 years now, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, the, the innovative things that we're doing in commercial real estate include vlogging. Uh, we're heavy, heavy in, in digital media, social media. Uh, we're really trailblazing in a very uninnovative uh, industry, so uh, which is how you and I connected. Yeah. So yeah. super cool. Well, so you've been doing real estate longer than I've been alive, just to make that clear. I'm 17 right now as of this recording. But yeah, for everyone listening, like you just said, we're, just to break it down to you guys, we're literally at the Dream Hotel in New York City just making it happen, doing the podcast today. But that being said, I know everyone listening, you may be doing real estate, you may not, you may be young, you may be older. So, Jason, first question I always like to ask someone, when you were 17, 18, or what was your life like then? I know that we just briefly yeah. talked about that, but what, what was like your starting 17, 18, and then we'll get farther back where you're from, but just what were you at at my age, at the people listening's age? Yeah, dude, so, I mean, 
it's interesting to, to look back at where I was and, and I was automatically doing that, you know, by your intro. Um, and, you know, at 17 years old, uh, I, I literally had the, the, the best American version of, you know, of a family. My parents raised me amazing. Uh, I just had a very traditional, you know, typical childhood, but I, I was always a risk taker. So, uh, you know, sometimes I was taking risks that ended up in positive results and other times, you know, negative re uh, results, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, my life, I, I decided in, at around uh, 17 years old that I was going to move out to uh, Arizona, uh, go to the U University of Arizona, and uh, and and that's really you know that was a, a major adjustment for me obviously uh, going across country to do that. Now my family uh, was it was in the automobile business, and uh, my father uh, actually had a, a car dealership, and I always just more or less assumed at a very young age that I was going to go into the automobile business. Um, I we'll get into kind of how that changed yeah. but you know i was i was running around doing uh, bad things with with close friends okay. you know and and uh looking very much forward to going across country okay. to arizona and learning about what that had to offer for sure so for everyone listening you're from jersey or where exactly no i'm from new york so okay. yeah born and raised in huntington long island uh, I like I said went out to Arizona for college came back moved to New York City worked and lived in New York City um, and you know I guess I'll get a little into it, um, it while I was away at school I, my mother uh, was diagnosed with cancer and uh, she ended up uh, passing away shortly after I graduated from college so that whole uh, you know, idea of what my life was going to be was very different uh, leading up into that point. And, you know, that that's when, when my mother actually passed away, uh, my father came to me and said, you know, listen, you're going to have to leave school, you know, early and come into the family business. And I said, look, you know, listen, I need to, I need to uh, figure out my own path in life. And I'm not willing to do that at this point. So you need to do what you need to do. And I totally understand if you're going to get out of the business and I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Wow. So, so, just, so you graduated college or that was before you graduated that entire she, negative situation in your life? So she was diagnosed while I was okay, in college. Okay. And, uh, and, and that's when, you know, my father told me that I need to yeah, either leave, leave school, move back home, uh, get into the family business or, you know, pretty much go on my own. So, so you were what age at that point? I was uh, I was about uh, I was about call it twenty years old, okay. uh, you know, junior year of college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So pretty much when it comes to your life up to that point, coming from New New York, when it comes to like early teens, just growing up, did you were you in a situation where it was like your day to day was great family, great stuff? Did you have massive like trials and tribulations? What was like your young childhood? Leading up to, let's say, college, end of high school, graduating, what was your, I would say, mindset when you were a kid? What was your interest? What were you doing yeah, on a daily man. basis when you were just first growing up? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I was very fortunate, you know, had a, came from a loving family. Uh, they told me from young on I could be whatever I wanted to be. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was always that that you know, that happy person, you know, and still to this day, regardless of the setbacks that I've had, um, 
you know, many different things that, that have impacted my life in major ways, tragedy, you know, the loss of my mother. I've always been that positive individual that, you know, finds the good in everything. In some ways, you know, sometimes I think maybe to a fault where, you know, I'm always looking for the silver lining in a situation. Um, in, in, you know, middle school, high school, I was... Uh, all about snowboarding i mean that you know my my yeah, yeah i know that yeah 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 the slopes totally so you know i was i was spending my summers in mount hood oregon um, you know government camp uh, so i would snowboard all winter go out west uh, snowboard you know on, on the glacier in the summer um, and actually i i my senior year of of high school I, uh, I tore, I, I bent my knee on a trampoline 90 degrees the wrong way and uh, ended up in bed for uh, just shy of a year. I actually spent wow. half of my, yeah, half my senior year in High school? homeschooled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what was that? You just broke, was it a broken leg or what? No, man. I, I, uh, I literally, so... Uh, a buddy of mine double jumped me. I had a trampoline yeah, in my yeah, backyard. Double jump, that was yeah. the thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I had, a, I had a trampoline in my backyard uh, to practice snowboarding. So I'd tape up yeah. the edges of one of my boards and, you know, practice aerial tricks and stuff like that. Uh, I was in his backyard on his trampoline and he double jumped me and we were messing around. I was like, no joke, you know, easy, like 15 feet, I would say, off the surface of the trampoline. As I'm coming down, he kicked me on my side to kind of throw me off balance. I came down on the trampoline on one leg, and my, if you can imagine this, this is pretty gross. Uh, my leg was straight, but my foot, my shoe was in my armpit. So my knee bent literally sideways That's completely crazy. and tore every ligament in my knee. So they had to create my ACL out of my hamstring and crazy stuff man that, that's wild that was, so that, a that, was, that was senior year yeah. so with that it was that something that obviously you're telling you're talking about it today was that like a like, oh shit moment negative situation like how did that affect you mentally was it something like you said your bed rest for a year yeah man was that something like that affected you that you kind of like you look back on you're like damn like that helped me build a mental state of like confidence or whatever it may be like did, what, what would you say you take away from that incident just kind of yeah you know I haven't thought about this in a long time but the short answer is you know from that moment you know I was we were like in in, in the finals with football I yeah. was heavy into lacrosse you know uh, really into sports uh, snowboarding without the window I was actually supposed to be at the US Open uh, at Stratton literally I think like the, the week after this for happened snowboarding? for snowboarding yeah I wasn't gonna be in it but I was yeah, yeah. there uh, you know just to just to attend the event and uh, my whole world changed overnight literally to the point that you know I, I got depressed uh, about the fact that no joke when they when the injury happened and I got to the hospital they shot die through my arteries to see if they had to amputate my leg like so that's how crazy the injury yeah. was um, so you know the, the bottom line was from that point on it was such a heavy recovery process yeah. you know physical therapy like just brutal stuff and and from that point you know my anything sports related kind of you know operate you know yeah, no, thinking that me. I can get to a different level yeah, yeah. was gone yeah, so yeah. you know I, I, I was depressed about it and I went from being you know somebody that was just super healthy athletic yeah. to you know doing other things that weren't as healthy uh, yeah, yeah, you totally. know what I'm saying no, it's funny because like literally for me it's like when I um when I had a neck injury when I was 15, I was almost paralyzed playing football, and that was something that I, I talk a lot about now because it's like 
sort of like what you said. That was kind of like my moment where I was playing lacrosse, I was yeah. playing football, snowboard. And I, I, when I first happened, it's like, hey, you can never play football again. You can never play lacrosse again, possibly never snowboard again. And like, I like to bring, like, it's funny because so many people I've interviewed like have massive injuries and it, like it's like the catapult of like mental toughness and all that sort of shit. But like, it's so strange because like, so with, with an injury, with I would say for me, when it comes to my neck injury, that was kind of like my rock bottom, especially like being 15, 16, like not having the life experience of like massive just depressions in my life. But from that moment of getting injured, going to college to kind of now moving into crushing it in real estate, living in New York, just dominating your industry yeah I, I kind of like to bridge the gaps between like when you were 17 what's like a habit or something that you kind of say that is still a main characteristic of who you are today what's like maybe that one thing that if you had to say hey I was 17 I was like this but and today I kind of use that in the business or whatever I do do you have that sort of characteristic you'd say yeah well I mean you know it, it, it's it's interesting because that wasn't rock bottom for me you know yeah. so I I, I, I think that I think that I need to tell a little bit more of the story and the transition and what kind of inspired me because I changed. Yeah. I did hit rock bottom, yeah. and and that's when I decided that I needed to change okay. my mindset. And, and so this is before real estate. This is before, okay. and it's how I got into real yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah. I so so you know, basically for me. Um, you know, things always came kind of naturally to me, like school. I didn't have to study very hard, but I, I didn't push myself, you know, very hard. It wasn't very important to me. Um, but, you know, after after I, uh, a- after my mom passed, you know, I went through a tough time. I mean, that, that was the toughest yeah, time right. for me. That, that was my North Star, yeah. uh, you know. So, so after my mom passed, uh, my father got remarried, moved, uh, moved to Florida. And, you know, that, that whole perfect family dynamic that I described earlier was gone, right? Over, literally, pra- practically overnight. And, um, you know, I started to, to just, you know, drink my pain away, you know, yeah. like, uh, do anything that would, you know, keep me busy enough to not focus on how messed up it was, you know, what I just went through. And then, you know, part of it for me was also I felt like... I felt like I had a, uh, a, a, a an, an amazing excuse to like do stupid shit and get away with it, you know. So uh, that attitude ended me. Honestly, it, 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 that's when I hit rock bottom. I, I ended up uh, getting getting pulled over, got a, a, a DUI, and and ended up uh, in jail. So that was, you know, the craziest part for me was I was such an arrogant, cocky, you know, kid at that time. Uh, where you know almost where you have nothing to lose so you know the the, the cops who uh, who threw me in jail made an example out of me because I was such an arrogant asshole through the process uh, and it was uh, it was a, a Friday night and they made they they based on how I was acting they they intentionally made sure that I wasn't able to see a judge uh, until Sunday. So, you know, and I was in a, in a place that you definitely don't want to be. Uh, so, you know, that experience for me was rock bottom. You know, I, I realized how stupid I was and how fortunate I was in so many other ways and that I just needed to change my life because, you know, my mother would never have wanted that. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, just, just for, for me to realize that uh, I was... I was disappointing her um, you know that that changed my mindset overnight and from that point I I decided that I was going to be a positive influence and role model and put my all into something positive and good 
I found commercial real estate. It was something I was always interested in. Uh, my, my now partner gave me an opportunity, which was at that time just literally a desk and a phone, uh, a computer, but it was a different world back at the end of 2000. And uh, you know, I told him that I would be the best broker he ever met. Uh, some of the top you know, brokers in the industry came through his company. Um, his family's company, I should say, and uh, you know he kind of chuckled, and I decided I would, I would, I would, you know, if he had any doubt, I'd prove him wrong, and uh, you know, here I am, 18 later, 18 years later, continuing to prove, prove, prove that I'm the best broker that ever came through his shop. So that is, that's amazing. So with with real estate and just the bridging the gap from your depression, from getting a DUI and all that sort of stuff, where was the in between of the experience of gaining the knowledge, experimenting, failing in real estate. Like, sure. What was that process before now becoming the, one of the best brokers that came through there? When did you, number one, first, like, how did real estate get brought up? You said your friend, he had an opportunity, it was his family's company. Was that something where he was like, hey, man, like, come work for us, give it a try? Or what was that process to even, like, get introduced to that industry? Yeah, so, you know, I, I, uh, I, I after I decided that it was something I was interested in learning more about, I went around to different companies. I, I always had a very strong network. I was fortunate to, un, you know, to, to always get along with all different types of people of all different yeah. shapes, sizes, walks of life. Um, and, and I think that it was my positive energy that, you know, people would generally enjoy being around. Yeah. Um, so I started to go to my network and uh, I, I, I knew that I needed, I, I, I skipped a, a little bit of my uh, my story, you know, through college, I was a DJ, uh, I was heavy into nightclub promotion, um, you know, so I had all different types of networks, but, you know, I decided part of that was, you know, I'd, I'd DJ all night yeah. um, and, and hang out in the club scene and then show up to work, you know, the yeah. ne- with on like three hours sleep yeah, and, yeah. and just get through uh, my day job at the time, which shortly after college was online advertising. Okay. So I, I have a background in, yeah. in, you know, the Internet. Um, so, you know, that it, it, it was at the moment that I decided I need to, I need, I honestly, you know what it was? I wanted to make a million dollars before the age of 30. Okay. And, and that's what, that's what forced me to work harder. You know, you said something very interesting to me earlier. You said, I'm in the commercial real estate business longer than you're alive. When I got to the company that I started at, I was alive for a shorter period of time than those people were in the industry. Yeah. So for me, it was, you know, how am I going to figure out how to compete with these people who are in the business longer than I'm alive? And I decided that I was just going to work harder, right? So I, I would pick and choose qualities from the most successful people in the industry and uh, and kind of, you know, mold them into what I wanted to yeah. be, right? So I decided that there was this, this idea for me of the perfect, uh, you know, the perfect uh, person that would be um, you know, the, a, a combination of all of these different people's qualities, and I set out on that journey. That was that was um, the initial mindset that I had when I got into the business, um, and you know, I, I ended up uh, taking. To answer your initial initial question, I ended up taking the job that I took back on Long Island because my my sister, who I was very close to, was having a very difficult time with the loss of my mother. Uh, she uh, she just got out of a relationship, and I took it you know as it, it was my job to you know to get close to her and make sure that our bond um, you know was was 
carried us both through that moment. Um, so that afforded me the opportunity to live on Long Island, you know, move back to the island. I moved in with her. She was gracious enough to have me. And, um, you know, that that's really how I decided to take the job okay. I took. So, so you said you, were, you came into the industry with, like, let's say you were my age and then people that were double my age those were the people that you were competing with necessarily correct right? and yep. you came in there like I'm gonna be the best and these guys have the experience have yeah. all the the background experience and everything like that that's that's super cool. Yeah, so what did I do? I set out to, uh, you know, back then I would focus on retail, specifically on Long Island, and I decided that if I wanted to be the best, I needed to know my inventory. So that's, you know, the downtowns, that's the shopping centers, so I literally drove to every single shopping center and downtown on Long Island for three, four months, took a stack of index cards, pulled into the parking lot of the shopping center, drew the shopping center on the back of the index card, literally to a T, and every tenant that was in the shopping center, then I would go research who owned the shopping center, who managed it, you know, who I could speak to. I called every single person on those index cards and introduced myself. Wow. And that's how I started. Okay, so it was just phone calls, picking up the phone and calling people. That's obviously something that a lot of people talk about when it comes to sales, just getting yourself out there uncomfortable with hopping on the phone. You just calling people nonstop when you first started. That's it, man. And I worked crazy hours. You know, I would oftentimes, I became best friends with my man, Jose, the janitor in the building, because he and I were the only people in the building after, call it 7, 8 p.m. Uh, and I got to tell you, you know, that's another thing that I think is, is really important. You know, regardless of what I achieve in life, I am not better than anybody, okay? You know, just because of circumstances that I've been dealt, opportunities that I've been afforded, I am no better than anybody else. You know, I, I only look at, like today, I'm still scratching the surface. Um, you know, and I, I don't feel like I've accomplished that much, to be honest. And, you know, when I meet people like Jose, who are, you know, literally working ridiculous hours and, you know, had mouths to feed at the time. I have kids now, so I know what it's like. Um, but, you know, like those, that I always was able to get along with, you know, with, with people like Jose or, you know, somebody like Steve Ells, the founder of Chipotle, who I later on had an opportunity to meet uh, and actually bring to, uh, to New York. Uh, which was part of, you know, which was one of the opportunities early on that, you yeah. know, I, I, I more or less created for myself, to be yeah. honest. Kind of yeah, like yeah. you figuring out how to get Grant Cardone on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did that one. with Chipotle, bro. Okay, let's, let's talk about that because I know when we first met, um, we, we were just chatting at dinner and we just really connected in that sense. And you, we talked about Chipotle, bringing it to New York City and just kind of, I was asking you a bunch of questions because it definitely like stuck out to me like, yeah. like whoa, that, that's, that's a badass stuff. So uh, I'd love for you to touch on that kind of like, how you just said you created that opportunity to was he the CEO of Chipotle or what? Yeah, the founder of Chipotle, founder of Chipotle. Steve Ells. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, I'll I'll start a little bit before that. Um, you know, the hard work that I put into uh, into you know just just grinding and, and learning my inventory. I also uh, was afforded an opportunity uh, about two years into the business to pitch the Starbucks account. I was invited by a senior level broker. Uh, we went into their offices, which were actually based on Long Island at the time. Their, their East Coast headquarters was not in New York City, it was in Long Island. And uh, I went in with this other gentleman who, uh, again, was, you know, more 
double my age at yeah. the time, uh, and I had very little experience. But uh, he, when we walked into this conference room full of high-level executives for Starbucks, he literally could not get a word out. And he was very nervous. The guy that I was yeah. with from my company okay. that I was assisting uh, was not able to literally put a sentence together. He, he was, was so nervous. nervous. Oh. So nervous. So, a little backstory before we get into it. So you were going to this like Starbucks headquarters to do what exactly for the people listening, just so they kind of sure. know. Sure. Yeah. So so Starbucks. Uh, so Starbucks is a very active. Uh, account obviously so their in-house real estate team looks to hire exclusive brokers that basically design their expansion strategy uh, and and execute the expansion strategy so they were looking to transition from the brokerage company that they were currently working with and they were interviewing other brokers yeah, yeah. Um, okay. so so we went in to talk about why we should be uh, considered correct okay. Um, so I'll make this short. Uh, he he, you know, was literally stumbling over words. I stepped in, said, "If I may," and I went into talking about the company that I worked for, uh, how they've pioneered the industry uh, in Long Island specifically, uh, which was the meeting was for that territory. Yeah. And uh, we left, and you know, I I basically thought that from that day on I would not be in this industry. Honestly, it was that bad. Uh, we get back to the office, and my now partner Ken Brett. Breslin, uh, boss at the time, said, you know, listen, I got a call from Starbucks. Uh, we, can you come into my office? We both went in. He said, I have good news and bad news. I was expecting to hear I have bad news and bad news, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, he said, look, he's like, you know, uh, Jay, they were really impressed with the way you handled yourself. Um, they want to give you an opportunity. Brian... Can you bleep out that name, please? Uh, you know, we 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 don't think that he's suited for the account. But if somebody's willing to, a senior level person's willing to work with Jay, we'd like to give you guys the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so you know, the re the real story is that uh, a woman, you know, God rest her soul, who uh, was one of the best brokers I had m ever met, uh, did as a favor. She she said, "I will do it with you, but you're gonna do all the work, and I will, you know, I'll be there to yeah. kind of." spearhead it. Uh, she gave me that opportunity and I said, I won't let you down. Failure is not an option for me. And I literally eat, slept, breathed the Starbucks rollout and, and, and expansion strategy. And, uh, you know, today, eight, 18 years later from when I started, uh, call it 15 years of, of, of that day, yeah. uh, I still am their exclusive broker. Wow. So that's for the Starbucks in what territory? Just to so yes, it? so that that's Long Island specifically. Okay. We also have done uh, the majority of their New Jersey uh, drive-through uh, okay. locations as well. And that just entails like you're the broker to put these Starbucks in all these different locations, and you're it, controlling the real estate it's aspect a, of it. Right. So it's a little bit more than that. So it's you know Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks has just in Long Island alone, call it plus or ninety. You know ninety uh, plus or minus ninety locations. Uh, so what we do is you know. We, we are constantly evaluating and analyzing all of the real estate, identifying opportunities for new store development, you know, uh, filling voids, uh, if you will, uh, putting new stores in. But we're also looking at existing portfolio and, uh, you know, looking for better real estate and always trying to relocate um, stores, older cafes into drive throughs at this yeah. point uh, so we could drive more business. Um, so so that, that early... Uh, opportunity that came my way with Starbucks um, b 
laid the groundwork, if you will, for my later on, you know, tenant representation uh, for national companies that I now do, you know, in New York Metro. My company focuses primarily New York Metro. We have an office in Garden City uh, and, and New Jersey, uh, Hasbro Kites, New Jersey. And we bookend the markets and we do everything, you know, New York Metro, basically. And then we do national consulting for other companies uh, throughout the country and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but from that, op- I, I went to college in Arizona, as I mentioned. I, I used to spend a lot of time in, in California, was vid- visiting friends in L.A. shortly after landing the Starbucks account. Yeah. And I'm working out of a, uh, a, a, a FedEx Kinko's at the time uh, because there was no such thing as, you know, uh, really remotely working the way we can today uh, and I needed to print something out and I was looking out the window and I'm staring at this real interesting storefront and uh, it said Chipotle and it like caught my eye and I just literally left everything in the Kinko's walked across the street walked in I'm like this is the next thing yeah Uh, what year was this that was in 2004 I was four yeah (laughs) 2000 (laughs) you were four man crazy crazy but yeah so that like, the moment I laid eyes on Chipotle okay. and went inside and experienced it I'm like this is a game changer so that was like how early was Chipotle when you saw that because for me it's like I've grown up and like Chipotle has been popping you know yeah so, when, like, what was the stage of that company like Chipotle, oh man really? I don't even think they had uh, it was new uh, they right? might have had like uh, 20 locations oh, wow. yeah only West it Coast was, at the time? It, was, it was yeah they're based out of Denver okay. and and it was strictly West Coast okay. yeah so, so nothing over here on the east nothing on the east okay. so and and uh, actually uh, one of my good friends in the commercial real estate industry Jeff Roseman who's a, a, one of the best brokers in New York City he was on to them at the, uh, around the same time, uh, him specifically for New York City, and uh, we, you know, we we ended up bringing them together to uh, to New York. So uh, it was an amazing thing. I mean, and look, that was all through persistence, right? So yeah. a lot of, and this is this is good for 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 the listeners. You know, I set out on business that uh, may never come through to fruition, but a lot of the things that I pursue are early on, yeah. and I stay with it for years. That's it, right? So yeah. I travel. I look for special concepts throughout the country, and uh, and when I see something special, you know, at this point, I've I've done it for several concepts. Yeah. Um, you know, later on, European Wax Center. Uh, from there, you know, close clients and friends of mine started Orange Theory Fitness, uh, which grew from one unit to 850 units in, in a, inside of seven years. Um, so you know, been been really fortunate to to line up with these beasts that that have changed the world honestly like these concepts have changed the game yeah so with chipotle for example yeah so that was something you bridged the gap and put that in new york city or where's the exact territory yeah so so for me i was still working long island right so yep so long island specifically um i i had designed their strategy um, to expand to Long Island, correct? In particular, yes, the first one. The, 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 correct, the absolute first one. So what wow. I did was, you know, what we do is we take demographics, psychographics, daytime population, uh, you know, square footage of, of office, you know, yeah. and, and and so on and so forth. And Chipotle early on, so I, I ended up meeting Steve Ells. Um, ultimately, when they decided that they were going to come to the market, yeah. uh, did my first tours with with him. And, uh, and his team at the time, you know, long before uh, even McDonald's was an investor in wow. them. And then ultimately they went public. Um, but, uh, you know, what we do is we dis- we determine where we believe they'll be the most successful. Yeah. Um, so we, we designed the strategy and we rolled the strategy out 
and and put their first, you know, probably ten locations, I would say, uh, on Long Island okay. in the first several years. Okay, I was yeah. gonna ask that. So, yeah. from the first like you saw the concept to then making it happen, like. What's that time frame process? Of yeah, man. So, you know, probably about a, I'd say about a year and a half to two years uh, of just working and developing the, the strategy. Yeah. And then ultimately their, you know, their team approving the market, etc. Yeah. Uh, they were, you know, looking at New York Metro as a whole at the time. But you have to remember back then I was solely working uh, yeah. as a broker on Long Island. Um, so, you know, it was before I started my company. Yeah. And uh, in between, you know, I, I went to uh, C.B. Richard Ellis from there and to spearhead Long Island and the outer boroughs for them uh, they afforded me a great opportunity and you know that was something that I did in the in, in the interim between starting my own yeah, company yeah like yeah a huge just like check off that box so yeah like, that's so great you know what it was also uh, and this is I think you know an important lesson for for young people you know before I, I always wanted to start my own company but I also knew that I had to be really good at what I did prior to starting my own company yeah. uh, because you know it's okay to take risks not ones that land you in jail but it's okay to take <laughs> risks you know you get risks. It, yeah, smart <laughs> risks right like yeah. absolutely and and that's you know that's all part of maturity and growing up in yeah. life experience um, but you know I knew I treated the opportunity to go to CB Richard Ellis the largest you know commercial real estate company in the world yeah. I, I always called it grad school for me, right? Because I only worked for a, a, a powerhouse of a boutique firm, but they really primarily focused on Long Island, which was a small territory, not for me at the time, yeah. but you know, later on in life, it became a small territory. And um, I expanded my, my network, my horizons, and the same way that I monitored all of the people that I admired, in the commercial real estate field that were brokers that I was taking, you know, bits and pieces of, almost building my own Mr. Potato, potato yeah. Head, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I decided that I was going to do that with the boutique firm that I started with okay. and then with C.B. Richard Ellis, the more corporate firm, and, uh, and learn the best practices from both yeah. of those, which ultimately was the inspiration for Sabre. To start your own. So is that something where, like, talking to young people, it's like, you got experience and actually got hands-on work to then start your own company based around those things that you've learned in a sense, correct? Absolutely. I mean, there's no way that you can have a successful business if you're not very good at what you do, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, for me, it was very much about um, about learning everything from the ground floor. Yeah. So I never, you know, I we do like beautiful maps and tour books and things of that nature in order to work with the you know the, the large companies that we work with uh, and you know back when I started I was literally in the office the amount of hours that I was because I had a marketing team that was willing to do it but I was such a such a I was obsessed with yeah. making sure that I was absorbing everything that I would do it all myself yeah. so you know the reality is that if my marketing team you know doesn't show up tomorrow I could put my books together myself yeah, right yeah, I get it. it's like somebody trying to own a restaurant without ever like having bartended or yeah. cooked or whatever yeah, like yeah. you you know Can't do it. the cook doesn't show up you're yeah, screwed man yeah. okay so regarding social media now because I know we talked a lot about real estate talked about the story yep obviously we met on social media you're building your brand on social media killing it vlogging incorporating two industries that are now coming together beautifully with the content that you're putting out but when it comes to social media and real estate, because I'm sure a lot of people listening, they may be doing real estate, they may not be, but how, what's been the correlation for you and when did you take that step to kind of transition from not doing social media to doing it but with a 
aspect of bridging the gap between real estate and your audience. So to kind of simplify the question, when did you first start building your personal brand in, in terms of a real estate individual? Sure. So, you know, I, I, like a lot of people my age, looked at social media as more of a way to keep up with other people in my life that I don't get to spend a lot of time with. Um, you know, uh, college friends that live yeah. on the West Coast, you know, seeing yeah. them growing up, their families, their kids. Uh, and then, you know, I started to just watch it closely. And I'm a student of everything. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, once I started to realize what it was, how game-changing it was, you know, you have to remember, I before real estate, I was in online advertising. Yeah. So I did, you know, I lived through that dot-com dot era uh, and when the internet just started and people thought it was a fad, yeah. you know, so I, I had that background. Um, but it, 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 it's <laughs> not, and then the dot-com, you know, the bubble bursting and, you know, that was part of, of me also deciding to change, you know, yeah. change careers. Yeah. I never wanted to, to spend all of my time, you know, in, in, in advertising at the time. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, I, it was about a year and a half ago, um, I decided that I wanted to do a, a weekly vlog. Um, you know, I, I had an Instagram, I had a Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nothing, you know, really wasn't putting a lot of time and energy into it. Uh, and, you know, I started to follow Gary. Gary V. <laughs> Everyone the, listening. The man. <laughs> so uh, I started to follow Gary and, you know, I, I, I read uh, a, few, a few of his books. Crush it. Crush um, it. Yeah, yep. yeah, same. That's when um, I first started, like, doing my brand right after I read that book. That's it. And that, yeah. was, that was really, you know, once I started to understand how he simplified for me, you know, yeah. what was going on and how you could take that and apply it into whatever you do. Yeah. Um, you know, real estate's heavy marketing to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I think that residential is a lot more innovative than commercial real estate. Uh, so, you know, people still don't necessarily understand what I'm doing in my world, so yeah. to speak. Uh, and I always said from when I started my vlog, I hope they don't understand because the Got minute the they do, you know, then I'm not going to be super innovative any longer. You know, I'm not going to be ahead of the curve. Curve, um, but you know the that was the the inspiration for it. But honestly, it took a lot of balls to to, to put myself out there because you know my partner, uh, my my you know my plus or minus you know forty five people uh, working for me, uh, working at Saber. You know, I knew that they would all have their own opinions of it. They wouldn't necessarily buy into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so new, different. Super different, man, and and you know a lot of people think it's an ego play, which you know it it, it it's quite the opposite. Where yeah. you know you gotta like you gotta really like trust me, man. It's Friday at 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 what time? Five o'clock. Yeah. It's my wife's fortieth birthday. You know, I, I we spent uh, a few days. You know, we had a, 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 we unfortunately had a, a, a loss in the family this week. You know, so and I'm uh, yeah, but I'm saying like you know you have you have to yeah you yeah. have to like you have to get it, man. You yeah. have to like go go after it. You can't like this stuff's not gonna not gonna work. Itself. It's not gonna work. <laughs> and, you know, and we're grinding, man. And that's why like you, yeah. Tyler Harris, like all these people have you know inspired me to, to, to just just you know j go out of my way even if I don't feel like being followed by somebody with a camera yep. Brittany's literally recording us as we speak oh, yeah. you know it, it, it's not comfortable and it's not it's 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 foreign in a lot of ways For sure. you know but you it, you understand the 
the context and the impact that you have and you know it, it, it's it's like how could you not do this yeah you know it's it, it's sure. it's what gets me up in the morning yeah it, it's 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 crazy man you know I didn't know what I was getting myself into but the minute that I committed to it like, I, full I on committed and I that was it I think that's something like a lot of people like they're doing it but they're not like doing it you know it's like even for this right now like you said it's like Friday 5 a.m. and I don't even know what day it is anymore after like everything I'm doing but regarding just like doing it people like they'll take the like, couple minutes to like DM someone but they're not actually yeah dude. they don't have a plan they don't have a vision they don't they don't understand like why they're doing it you know it's yeah. like people may be listening to your story right now and just something would spark in their head you know and like I think a lot of people don't think about it from the context of like who is listening to what I'm saying who's actually maybe there's one person or a hundred thousand people you know it's like the impact and that's something where I started really focusing and I'm sure you you agreed it's like it's just crazy with social media and now it's like like you said Gary Vee it's like every industry you know commercial real estate whatever it may be like just documenting is like it's the thing to do right now you know it is I mean but it, it, it's 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 so amazing meeting people like you right like it, meeting all of the the people that I wouldn't meet if I wasn't yeah, doing this stuff that's what I'm saying media. exactly doing your branding I wasn't doing mine like it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and you know what? It opens up a whole new world of opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just it, it's networking in life is so important. Um, and, you know, I, I will say that part of uh, whether I'm whether my story is touching one person or five people, you know, I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. I'm sorry to inspire people, but I'm not doing it to monetize I'm not yeah, doing you know yeah. I'm just passionate about what I'm doing and I think that you know having traveled the the, the road less traveled yeah. in a lot of ways in my life um, you know I think it's important important to give back and to to you know help younger people that uh, that that don't know who is a positive influence you know who's there's so many people out there today that are doing what we're doing but with the wrong purpose behind yeah, it right yeah. so you know how are people going to pick and choose what who, who they're going to be inspired by what type of mentors to line themselves up with yeah. um, and and I think that's important because there's a lot of bullshit out there too yeah and, and it's hard to kind of I think a lot of people like and there's also like there's so many options and it's like it's hard to tell if you're kind of just stepping into the game you're starting following a hundred people all in one niche it's like it's harder to kind of pick and choose who you want to follow like I was talking with Grant Cardone he's like everyone has 20,000 mentors he's like why the hell you need 20,000 mentors because you just have access to follow as many people as you want That's right. take in different bits everyone's like just saying one thing saying the opposite so regarding mentors I have like two more questions before sure. we wrap this up yep. number one who would you say would be a huge mentor in your life that has just really helped you stay aligned with who you are and just really helped you throughout your journey? Is there one person or multiple people that you kind of like attribute just like they've helped me and like shown me the ropes in a way? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, that that's that's a, always an interesting thing for me to think about because, you know, the, the honest answer is that I didn't have a tremendous support system you know when I was dealing with those tough things yeah. you know early on um, I, I had to deal with a lot of those things myself and but that also forced me to do everything yeah. myself yeah. which yeah which you know ultimately I, I think it was the internal you know fire that um, that that you know having to 
to do this by necessity, so to speak, was what always drove me. I mean, that was the reason that I was up early, grinding late, you know, going above and beyond constantly. And, and, you know, there are people that I look at and I'm inspired by, um, you know, the digital stuff that I'm doing, which has now transitioned from the digital marketing things that we've done at Sabre into a completely different business called Be Be Creative, which is a digital marketing consulting business where we, you know, we'll build websites, we help people with social media management, Uh, we're doing third-party vlog stuff now, helping people, which it's it's awesome because, you know, when you know what it does for you and you can actually just... Uh, it's like replicate the process yeah you know I'm not even like trying to tell people to do it but you're just so passionate about like yo you have no idea like any person that I meet with in my real estate business they've seen my videos before I'm walking into a conference room they think they know me and it's such a much easier natural conversation from that point on I could literally my company could sell a you know a 50 million dollar project yesterday if if I see somebody tomorrow they're gonna start the conversation is gonna be about the video content <laughs> yeah, that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what's so crazy to me. It's almost like, you know, everybody's doing these big real estate deals. Everybody's doing all of this other yeah. stuff. Not everybody's doing this this video stuff. Yeah. Not everybody sure. is is you know, it's interesting. I went to college with Courtney Kardashian, right? No so way. yeah, which is another <laughs> another fun fact, right? <laughs> so so you know, when I first met Courtney and Kim You met them? Yeah, well oh, that's, that's my, so, hilarious. Yeah, so one of my best friends in college was dating Courtney and uh, it's a crazy story for another time but the short story is you know I've said I've used the term the Kardashian effect and you know there's a book obviously the Kardashian effect and if you look at you know like when I met Kim she was married to a music producer this was in uh, 2000 uh, no I'm sorry what am I saying 1996 Okay, something like that, right? She was already married and, um, and you know, had some, some local fame based on, you know, obviously her father and the OJ yeah, yeah. case and all that stuff. To see where she is today, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just... From your proved, perspective, that's crazy. It, 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 it's bananas, but it's also, you know, like, like Ryan Serhant is, yeah. is killing the game with yeah. his content. He's a great guy, and he, you know... The fact that he's out there vlogging now and doing content that's not solely specific to his real estate business, yeah, him you as know, an individual. Yeah, man, like yeah. he's doing it. Like he gets it, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He gets it. Um, I was on a call with a, a group of people in the commercial real estate business. Beth Azor, who's friendly with Gary V, yeah, yeah. and uh, we were on a conference call with him. He was kind enough to call in, and somebody asked him a question, and he's like, "Nobody in commercial real estate is, you know, especially in the retail space, has a podcast." I'm like, yo, I'm starting a podcast, and I did, and you know, and and uh, it's just, it's it's crazy, man. You know, there's still there's still oceanfront real estate available, and the people who don't understand what that means need to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So you started around two years ago, just documenting, going hard, and obviously all of his stuff will be down in the description. But I have one question to kind of wrap it up. Obviously, you've done multiple things you've had ups and downs throughout your journey and when it just comes to the overall like the process when it comes to someone listening maybe they're 17 18 yeah. 25 they're lost not knowing what to do maybe they just had a negative situation yep what's something that in the overall way that if you look at like your success what's something you'd want that someone to know just maybe not tips maybe not something just 
blunt, but just something that like you as an individual just you'd want someone to know that's super young that's lost what's something that you'd want to give them so that they can just internalize while they're listening to this yeah I mean none of my success happened by accident you know um, you have to set goals you have to map out your future and that's that that's with everything right that that's with a family starting a family you yeah. know with, you have to decide what 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 is best for you because what's best for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's best for you but you can't once you ultimately decide what success means to you what happiness means to you and trust me it's not money you know money will give you more freedom um, which is great obviously you know not knowing that there's nobody in this world based on the hard work that I've put in that can tell me where I need to be tomorrow yeah, yeah. you know that's really success to me yeah. um, but you know I would urge everybody to have Andy Frisella aggressive patience right you know that's ultimately what you need to think about you need to put a plan in place set goals and grind hard at those goals because the short story is nothing great in life happens overnight and anybody who's super successful at anything has grinded very hard you know yes you can make quick money yes you can you know have have some sort of uh, overnight success but that's not gonna last long term yeah. so you need to you need to pick something map it out go all in uh, into that purpose and when you when you have passion and purpose for something you're never working a day in your life bro I love it bro that's Dude, what's up everyone listening one thing I want you to do right now, everyone, he will have his, we will have the link to his Instagram, vlog, YouTube channel, everything below. I really, and I, I mean this with a purpose, make sure you go follow Jason and make sure you tell him that you came from this podcast because the reason that I bring on guests and the reason I brought him on is I know his story is phenomenal and we definitely got to get deep right here and I definitely appreciate you coming on. I know it's literally a Friday night, five o'clock, we just finished an event. We're sitting at a pool right now and we're just <laughs> knocking out this thing. And I really just want to take the quick second to just say, like, guys, make sure to take the five seconds, follow his content, and really, he, you can hear what he's saying when it comes to the vlogging, but actually go check out his stuff, because I feel like a lot of people can know what to do, and like, they say, all right, it's good to start a vlog, but people aren't watching the vlogs, people aren't like studying individuals who are putting out the content, so I think everyone listening, if you want to follow someone that's really doing it, and really putting in the effort, putting in the time, and has the experience in an industry like real estate, definitely go check out his stuff and like I said that will all be down in the description and to end it off I just want to say make sure that the biggest thing I want you to do from this podcast is just share it with a friend like you said I don't monetize my podcast I yep. just literally create the content for people to listen to it and really just hear the amazing stories from people that I have in my network so that being said everyone make sure to go follow him and Jason thank you so much for Yo, coming on man it's, thank it's been you, a pleasure brother. man appreciate you this was amazing thank you everybody for listening to my story I hope it inspired one person absolutely well, <laughs> thank you guys thank you so much thanks for tuning into the Rise of the Young podcast we'll talk soon this is a decade of devotion it's hard to stop my movement when I'm already in motion this ain't luck, this is by design I had to work in the dark for my light to shine A lot of people are dope, they just quit too they soon A lot of rappers go broke, cause they got rich too soon A confidence with my success is just a